Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. You are listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. My name is Sloan Freeman. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Really understanding how we can get ourselves to remember, question everything, trust yourself, and and find your truth. And my guest this week is Sunita Passi, author of the book, The Doctor Won't See You Now, which I absolutely love that title. (laughs) Sunita is a renowned specialist in Ayurvedic medicine, an award-winning skincare entrepreneur, and a wellness visionary who has spent 20 years shaping an alternative future for healing and health. She is the founder and CEO of the Tri-Dosha Ayurvedic Training and Skincare Business, and she cuts through the mystique surrounding complementary medicine, advocating for Ayurveda as the world's oldest cohesive approach. At a time when physical and mental health have never been more in the spotlight, her belief is that it's time to heal healthcare and take greater responsibility for our own well-being, and it is a call to action that really needs to be heard. And I totally agree. Sunita, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Sloan, for having me. Delighted to be here. I've been looking forward to this conversation because, um, as I mentioned in my email to you, I know a little bit about Ayurveda, um, but not too much. So I want to start out. Let's talk. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what the catalyst was for writing your book, The Doctor Won't See You Now. Yeah, sure. So I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner and I founded, founded director of the Tridosha Training Academy. We predominantly train therapists um, and also skincare brand. And, um, you know, I've been practicing body work for 17 years. Um, I've been a practitioner for around eight years. And I think you've probably heard the saying that there's um, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> and uh, well, that's how I feel about Ayurveda. You know, we're living in times um, where more mainstream conventional healthcare, um, you know, that model is very much about um, assuming that all physiological and pathological issues um, can be explained in um, in terms such as sort of best practice and a case, you know case study analysis and um, it's a bit doom and gloom you know I've, right. I've got you know friends who are completely you know following the western you know western systems and they've, they've had an ailment and they've come out and talked to me and they said you know I really don't feel I have any hope and then I come and speak to you and I speak to my reflexologist and I speak to my herbalist and it's such a different message and um so you know my experience my own journey has actually shown me that we're resourceful energetic beings um we you know we can empower every aspect of our health our well-being our spiritual life Mm -hmm. and uh you know so my book is really dealing with the solutions you know how can we really understand ourselves from that perspective and ayurveda being the solution that i present it's it's you know the oldest health system and it's a system that i am i'm trained in and um, I guess the core message is, is that you're not, your body is not incapable. You know, you're not born with an innate lacking. Yes. Um, yes. And, um, and uh, there's many tools and many techniques and, and rituals and, and, and lifestyle habits that will um, support you to be experiencing your life, your health, your well-being from the most optimum place possible. 
Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's really my backstory. And uh, but I started off life as a journalist. So you know, I lived that life. You know, burning the candle from both ends and <laughs> and getting burnt yeah. out. And then actually, it was yoga was the first thing I brought into my life. And I was like, oh, you know, wow, you know, how did I not know about this before? And this is way before, you know, yoga was where it is now, which is in a, pretty much every city you go to. Right. So yeah. That's so the journey. So interesting in, in that what you were talking about of having, you know, really be, we're not born lacking, right? We're not born with this broken body that's, uh, is in need of repair, right? We we have more control over what goes on within us than we maybe have ever been taught. And hopefully people are, um, especially after the past couple of years, more aware of that and more um, wanting to seek out alternative ways to manage their health. And when, and maybe let's start, let's start two, maybe two definitions. Can you define um, Ayurveda for us, what that actually means? And then can you also talk about health and what health means to you? Ayurveda, can I define Ayurveda? Sorry, yeah, just a little bit of a freezer. Yes, yeah, so Ayurveda, um, Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word. Ayur means life, Veda means knowledge. So it's literally the, the science of life. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely 360 degree approach, um, you know, that gives us all guidelines as to how to live. We all want to live happier, healthier, right. as long a life as, uh, you know, as is reasonably possible. And um, so, you know, Ayurveda is a blueprint. You know, the, 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 there's processes that are wonderfully um, passed on for us to understand. And, and, and also it's very much living with living with the seasons and living with nature. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's another thing that, that you know, this the, the gift that we've had from these these two years that we've all just been through um and you know with so many of us you know actually we've got you know we've, we've started to ask these checking in with ourselves ask ourselves these questions right um you know considering if we're on the right path are we doing the right things for ourselves we've had that time to reflect and um and i you know i truly believe you know we you know the, the more we speed up and you know create all these technologies and these you know ways of living around us the more we actually move away from what our birthright is right um which is um living you know w- with a state of awareness with a state of consciousness um and and experiencing that pace in our bodies as well yeah. you know so yeah and i oh, have recently become more intentional about my mind body connection, right? Having that, not living so much in my head way out here, right? Really living in my mind and having that body connection. And it seems so simple, right? It seems like, well, yeah, of course you live in your, you have a mind body connection because your, your mind is in your body. Yes. But there's so, I feel like for many years of my life, I lived completely disconnected, right? My mind was everywhere else. And I was not listening to my body. I was not even wanting to hear what my body had to say. Right. And so there was many things happening, right. in in, in when, when that goes on, but, um, that connection in that almost what you were talking, you know, you're talking about living with the seasons and, um, closer to nature, like these things, I feel like also are things that we know, but we have, it's ne- especially here in the U S has never been, um, emphasized or taught or, um, value placed on. And so when, getting started in, in doing something like this can, it's like, it's, it feels familiar, 
yet it feels like foreign at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We have, we have the same thing here, Sloan, you know, we, uh, it's, we're not taught these things in school. Um, some schools are a little bit further ahead now and they're, you know, they're making a name to sort of integrate some of these ideas, but we're not put in touch with ourselves in this way. You know, we live in a social environment where we're expected, you know, we're living from, if I take it just one, you know, one step back, um, you know, that we, we live in a, in a sort of a reality that is very much, um, that, that that's sort of talks about success from the place of, um, what your grades are and, you know, yeah. what that career is going to be and, and this blueprint of what your life should look like and, you know, and, and try and find a life partner and be married by this stage. Yes. And, and I, and I, you know, and I've, Ayurveda is actually, you know, doesn't talk about any of those things, really. You know, it's very much um, an awakening to experiencing ah, yeah. um, life and health from that higher place. And also, um, uh, you know, really asking ourselves how we're doing, where we're heading, and also having the potential to heal deeply um you know from within and it's much more of a movement from i i sort of look at that um that sort of social dynamic that we we still have going on in most of the western world right as um it's a very um illusionary kind of um reality right um, because you know it's not that's not the key to happiness you know right. the key to happiness is actually feeling the higher frequencies and love and joy and an opening of awareness and that's only possible when we're living in our true nature when right. we're connected to our true nature and um we're going at the pace that's right for us and um you know so and that's not to say that you know you don't go out there and have I don't know a big family if that's your thing or you know go out and have a big career it's not about it's not about any of that it's it's about um that you're you are a dynamic being you know and that actually when we learn to breathe deeply you know when we have a mindfulness practice when we bring in yoga regularly and really bring it in when we eat from the seasons you know rather than packaged up meals that we bung in a microwave right um you know we ought we already start to raise our frequency and we already start to feel better about ourselves and um and kind of, you know, I think we have to be careful about the information that we absorb as well and how that's oh, having sure. an impact. Yeah, for sure. And I think, <laughs> you know, in, in thinking about what you just said about being mindful, being having a, a regular yoga practice, let's say, um, eating more with what's locally maybe or what's mm-hmm. in season, right? Those things right there, I, as you're talking about that, like I, I can instantly feel, I can picture myself doing those things and feel it instantly makes me feel better because I know doing those things will bring me relief, comfort, you know, whatever it might be. And that approach to health is dramatically different than what we're used to here in the U S I'm sure probably Mm -hmm. you in the UK. And you talk at the beginning of your book, you talk about the health system and the overhaul that's taking place in the UK. Um, I'm not as familiar with things that are going on there, but I do know in the US, I mean, we're in dire need of an overhaul here with our health system. And it's in personally, I try to avoid going to any sort of quote doctor, right? At, at this stage of the game, because um, 
I just, it's to me in a state of, um, it's not for the patients at this. I don't think it ever was, but it's more obvious now. So can you share a little bit of maybe some thoughts or examples of what you've seen as, um, kind of the overhaul takes place in the UK, but maybe if you, what you seen in the U S too, is how that has kind of, um, changed or definitely not for the better. Yeah, well, we our system it, so far, you know, uh, is is we we have the NHS, which is the National Health Service, and our our taxes, everybody's percentage of everybody's taxes go towards paying for the services from the NHS, and that means that anybody, it doesn't matter, um, you know, what background you're from, has the opportunity to be seen by a medical professional. But within the Western model, um, now uh, the NHS is aligned with some therapists and practitioners who we kind of still consider alternative they're not alternative you know it's it's just a, it's another like I say you know right. it's another it's another armor isn't it um but um uh, Ayurveda is not actually um prescribed on the on the NHS um but we do have anybody has the opportunity you know if you're if you have an ailment or a condition you can certainly you'll you'll get seen and um, but things are changing. And, uh, you know, we know that, you know, some of what, you know, I won't mention names, but one of our top MPs was actually prior to Christmas was actually in America, you know, talking to American companies um, about investment into our health service. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that another entrepreneur, a very well known global entrepreneur has also been investing um, and actually buying up some of the um, clinics, the NHS clinics, because mm-hmm. they are, you know, there's, there's, uh, they're, they, they're really t- having tough times financially. Okay. And um, so, you know, they're, they're obviously looking at alternatives and speaking to these individuals. And, but I would say, you know, that's, that's not the right approach because these are, you know, these are business people and um, they are, they're, they're, desire to to want to to run our clinics and our hospitals comes from a very different energy you know to a practitioner managing a hospital right. or a clinic um or the patient who's the, end the patient. recipient yeah, you're the patient and a good example i can give is recently it came to my attention this there's a lawyer i follow on uh, on um face on, on our social media and he puts excellent content up and recently he was talking about a story where he's quite infuriated because uh, it was a family dealing with the american healthcare system so this is where i can see where if if we go that route that really i really that isn't what we sh- you know we want right. we want to be doing and um, in, and at the moment, we have universal health care for everyone here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not just something for the elite or the employed. Um, this this family, they had a 12 year old. Um, he'd hurt his arm pretty badly. Uh, he went to a clinic. His um, insurance was uh, accepted for an initial um, diagnosis. Um, but they uh, he had to go back for more. Anyway, in a, in a nutshell, um, the the insurance only covered him up to a certain point. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he hadn't been fully treated. They had to keep calling around other officers. Their their insurance was rejected. Um, And uh, so this went on and on. It was, you know, it was a half a day's ordeal. This poor little child with, you know, a broken arm. Um, But he needed to be seen again. Um, Eventually, I think time was taken off with the parents. They managed to source source, um, somebody who would see them 
who could access their healthcare insurance. But there'd been such a delay by this point. And, um, and you know, the issue that you have is that human dignity gets crushed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, you know, what is this, you know, what is this about? And, and at the end of the day, this is ultimately about, you know, profits, you know, the company's yeah. profits. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that would be my concern is if we, if we go the same route as yeah. America. Yeah. For sure. It's not about health and well-being. Um, no, it's and, about uh, getting a customer. Our, yeah. And right. our waiting lists are getting bigger and longer as well. And yeah. Yeah. It's like about getting a customer, a repeat customer, right? Because once you get somebody on a medication, let's say, then they're going to um, likely be on that medication for the rest of their life. And there, or there's, um, you know, so many different um, angles with that. But mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed that um, people that I know that are on maybe cr- medication for chronic diseases and stuff, the way they identify with what they have, it's Mm -hmm. always, you know, my disease or my, my, whatever, right. This, this disease that they have. And it always, it strikes me as I wonder how their life would change if they stopped associating with it as theirs, if they stopped claiming that disease. Right. And they started to do things like we're talking about today, look for alternative treatments and get out of that system that, intends to make them a customer for life and doesn't want to show them any other alternatives. It's always, it's so, I I just want to like say that to people, but here that's just not something that um, (laughs) most people would even understand or grasp because most people are just, well, my doctor said, right. They're so used Mm -hmm. to being a part of the system. I mean, that's how it is since we've grown up, right. We, that's just how it is. And one other thing that is a little different that I see happening here um, in where I live, I live um, in Nashville, Tennessee, and the popularity of what's called direct primary care physicians has been coming up here more. And this is where you don't go through your insurance. You're just paying the doctor directly. Um, That is a newer thing that I've seen. It may have been around. Maybe I just didn't notice it, but that's telling me also that people are tired of the system and they're looking for alternatives and they're, the one doctor that I spoke to said she was, her practice had grown like three times. Like, so the, the demand is there, which I think is also a good sign. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. We're seeing that here as well. So one of the things when I um, researched the chapter in my book on the NHS, um, I really drummed down on actually how much of our um, wages, um, what percentage yeah. goes towards the NHS. I really wasn't even aware of the figure. And it's and it's a substantial amount. Now, somebody like me, I never I haven't been to the doctor in 20, you know, 20 years. I never I never go. So absolutely i it's this this is it's it's a collective force the nhs it's for everyone and i'm happy to pay my taxes but also i don't um i don't uh, i'm not um taking any of those services right I'm, you know and not to say that that you know that won't be the case in the future um but also one of the things i thought about was um you know, if we are taking responsibility for our own, how we spend that income, would we go that route or would we go and see a naturopath or an Ayurvedic right. practitioner? Um, you know, how how we are so conditioned that this is the only way, you know, this right. is the only, only solution. Yes. Yes. The yes. only solution that's going to fix us. And I think obviously Western medicine, we've had lots of advances with all sorts of. Right. 
you know, operations and, you know, the things that we can do now, West, Western medicine is brilliant, um, you know, in that sense. Um, but, but most of the people that go to see the doctor, it's the, it's the first level tier. Yeah. You know, it's first level tier, which I absolutely do believe can be resolved with, um, you know, holistic health. And, uh, you know, if somebody goes in with, um, you know, with heart disease or diabetes, you know, Im immediately they're put on medication. And actually, you know, diabetes can be reversed, you know, through diet and lifestyle. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and a number of other, you know, basically, you know, preventative measures. Right. Um, so, but this isn't the education we receive, right. you know, this isn't, right. this isn't, it's not, not even, it's, it's only on the table if you start to go looking for it, or maybe someone in your family or a friend starts talking about it. And, you know, you can see that, that you know, it's like they've the light bulb switched right. on and right. they're like, you know, wow, you know, and then we start to consider that actually we're so much more than actually just our body and our mind as well. We also, our spiritual life is, is right. deeply affected by our health. Yes. And, uh, you know, and this is really where, you know, if, if we are experiencing certain health conditions, really at that very deep level, it may be that there are some blockages, you know, and that also needs support and healing. But you'd never have that conversation in a, no. in a traditional practice. No. And you barely, yeah. if you go to a quote, regular doctor, you would barely get time with them to tell them yeah. why you were even there to begin with. Right. Because yeah. the nature of the is get them in and get them out. And yeah. so let's go back a little bit. So I'm going to sum this up just for, and again, the, the goal with this conversation is to present this information for the listeners, give them um, other alternatives to investigate and, and, and consider, think about, look up for what might be right in their lives. Um, so I'm going to sum this up just as a, at a simple level. I know it's much more than this, but could we say that um, Ayurveda is really about, I guess, maybe a holistic approach, right? It integrates mind, body, and spirit, right? It, it, it takes lifestyle into consideration. There's um, many other things. And I know here in the U.S., as I had told you when I emailed you about coming on the show, that this is something I had heard about, um, but I wasn't, I didn't know that much about. And I also didn't know if what I was hearing about in the U.S. was was real? Was it the actual yeah. thing or had it just become like Westernized, right? Like, you know, yeah. I, yoga to me, I feel like has been hijacked, right? It's become this yeah. like extreme sport where I used to be in these classes and, you know, you would hold the pose for like one second and then you'd move to the, and I'm like, what is this even doing? Like, I'm not even stretching, you know, this is like more prone to injury than having any sort of relief here. So can you talk a little bit maybe about some misconceptions about Ayurveda, especially maybe in the U S if you're aware of that, but um, like, what would you really want people to know about when it comes yeah, to yeah well ayurveda if we i i to be i look at it as like it's like a philosophy actually yeah. it's a way of being yeah it's a way of being it's so much more than taking a herb you know having ayurvedic massage that's all great these are all amazing tools right. you know to, to have you know having a regular meditation practice doing your yoga class going for a cleanse once a year these are all the tools this is the toolkit this is part of it but actually it's a way of life, it's a way of being. And this, um, you know, this provides us with a system of, of tools and processes that make day-to-day -day living holistic, um, right. you know, enriched and vibrant and practical because we have a connection 
to source. We have a connection right. to nature. We have much more connection to ourselves. Nature isn't just around us. Nature is within us. You know, right. all of yes. all of the elements exist within us. So it also helps us understand that we are, why we are different. It's not one size fits all. So I think that's another huge comparison yes. with, with Western medicine, which puts everybody into basically, you know, we're in a box and- um, Same category, yes. And, which we saw in uh, 2020, think, right? Yeah, exactly. And everything, you know, everything that develops within us develops within us individually because right. of our own personal experiences, yes. you know, and it's, our interpretation not, and how we've and integrated our interpretation, it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. our interpretation, our constitution. Um, and uh, so in that sense, it's very sensitive. Um, it's far, you know, it's a very nurturing um, health system, but it also extends far beyond us as the individual because we're reaching out into, you know, into um, both living and non-living, um, that everything is joined together, that how we experience our health is uh, an impact of our environment. It's an impact of the conversations that we're having. It's an impact of the things that we're saying ourselves. It's yeah. an impact of, you know, of, um, uh, you know, yes, our lifestyle, but that actually everything is joined up. Um, and, um, it is a medicine, you know, it's, it yeah. is a medicine. It's the oldest medicine. What it's not is alternatives. This is what, you know, <laughs> this is what is <laughs> always put into that category. Oh, the alternative, you know, the alternative right. system. It's, it's the source of all healing practices. You know, it's the source of yoga. It's the source of meditation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and it's just, it's just it's a spontaneous expression of the natural law. You know? Yeah. And, um, so oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it's commonly associated, you know, in the way, in, definitely in England, it's you'll see it wearing lots of spas. You yeah. know, yes, that's where I see it massages, here. Massages, yeah, yeah uh, you know, Indian food, Indian yeah. herbs, and this is all wonderful. You know, this is the creative aspects of it. And I think that goes back to also what you said about yoga, how, how yoga's kind of been, you know, hijacked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even go here anymore because of that. Yeah. I feel like I'll do it on my own, not because I don't want to be around people, but because this isn't yoga to me to do it in this way. Right. Yeah. And I, I really love how you, you say, you said that it's the, um, Ayurveda is the source of all of these things, right? Because we, when we, go get a massage or we go to a yoga class or we sit in meditation, right? Yes, we're doing those things, but it, it carries through every other part of our life too, throughout our day too, right? It, it, in the foods that we eat, in the thoughts that we think, in the conversations, what we're consuming, both, um, you know, audio and visual, right? If we're constantly, everybody knows this by now, but if we're constantly listening to negative things, we're, that's what's gonna, we're gonna feel that inside us. And I love the reminder that, it's, I think you said it's a way of life, right? It's a, it's a, it's a practice. It's a, um, a way of being. And I, that summary is so, that's such a simple way to think about it. And it also doesn't overcomplicate it. I think too, it feels very doable. Yeah. Yeah, It's very doable. It's very simple. Uh, it's, you know, easily doable. Um, and, uh, you know, none of these things are complicated when you, right. you know, when you really break it, you have to, you know, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, how do I want to experience my life? Yeah. Do I want to experience more life with more peace, you know, more love, more joy, feeling connected, feeling in harmony, or do I want to, you know, keep 
you know, going through life feeling fear and anxiety yes. and tension. It yeah. doesn't matter. You can, you keep shopping. You can keep going on <laughs> holidays. You can, you know, get yourself the latest Tesla, whatever it is, whatever your thing is. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not um, addressing your inner well-being, which yeah. is ultimately what we're, you know, what we're really talking about, then, you know, then really things are not going to change. You can take all the tablets in the world. Yeah. And you're going to be constantly in that. You never address the root cause. Yeah. It's just like putting a plaster over it. Yeah. It's like the, um, the, uh, the constant seeking, right. We're constantly seeking and there's a a metaphor, a story about the, the hungry ghost, right. The hungry ghost, but it only has like a small mouth, right. So it's constantly hungry because it can't get in anything. And that's what this reminds me of is that constant seeking. Um, Yeah. yeah. So can Mm. you share some examples of things maybe that we can incorporate into our daily routines to get to a, maybe let's think about it from a getting started. Cause I know we mentioned some things, um, meditation, massage, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, but, um, maybe some things for getting started or things that for someone that's completely new to this, but is definitely interested and just wants to get started, what would you offer? Yeah. So the first thing is, is if somebody was coming to me um, and, you know, and I was doing it, so doing an overhaul for them, the first thing we look at is nutrition. What are you eating? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, the first thing that you can do is actually take, take time to eat properly. Yeah. Um, have a routine. So you don't want to be, you know, skipping, um, but you also, your body wants a routine. Your body knows, wants to know your soul, wants to know where it's at. You know, if you yeah. keep having, being funky and you're this and you're that and you're, it all just starts to get a little bit confused. Um, so food is, is really the first thing. And that's really an easy thing to resolve. If you're not cooking, you know, cooking, then start cooking. You need to yeah. be eating um, good quality ingredients. Um, you certainly don't want to be buying packaged meals and popping them in microwave, which so many people think are healthy, you know, because it's all packaged up so beautifully. Now. And it's labeled as healthy, right? It's it, like healthy. a healthy choice. Like, no, no. <laughs> no it's dead. <laughs> it's, right. not, it's not even got any prana in it. No life force, you know. Um, get yourself a potato, get yourself a potato and a few herbs, you know, <laughs> grow some herbs and so this, this is the this is really the first step is think yeah. about what are you feeding your what are you feeding your body yeah. with you know um, that's really the first and it's a great place to start and um, you know once you've got that healthy eating and keeping it simple simple recipes as well I mean I've put a, I've got a few recipes in my book but it's certainly not a recipe book um you know there are some really good uh, you know and you don't have to have an ayurvedic recipe book just a, a recipe book that shows you how to cook and make right. you know home cooked food um right. and easy recipes you know have 10 12 recipes that you can you know circulate that you love and really don't take you very long to cook but right. know where your ingredients come from so that's the other thing is it's also it's 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 good because really our body wants to live with the seasons so have a look yeah. at what's growing in season because that means it's available you know right. and, and um it's not been shipped in from you know a million miles away and right. you know popped in a freezer and and lost its juices along the way so and then, and then you can move into, you know, the other more sort of, you know, cultivating the, the more spiritual practices. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to be good to have, you know, a 10 minute, at least a minimum 10 minute meditation practice in the morning. It's such an easy thing to do, just like mm-hmm. brushing your teeth. Right. But it sets you up for the day again. Right. You know, as you were saying, Sloan, if you've got having a bit of a stressful week or 
you know, or you're somebody who suffers from stress or anxiety, then actually it just creates that space in the body, you know, before you start the day, you, your body's actually nervous system is, is able to be recharged. Um, and, uh, and it gives you just um, more clarity, you know, more clarity. Um, if you want something more physical, yoga is yoga is good. You know, you don't have to go to a class. There's so much online now, right. so much accessibility. It's absolutely incre incredible. And um, and then also, I mean, something else that's very good. It's becoming a lot more common knowledge is journaling. Yeah. Because because we're carrying so much more more in the sense of because the way we live our lives is so much more speedier than they than they would have been, you know, twenty years ago. But actually, journaling just helps you kind of get all that noise out of your yeah. head and pop it down. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, and uh, and it helps you recharge your energy. It helps yeah. you recharge your energy. You don't have to do it every day, uh, but it fills it fills your heart and your soul up as well. You know, when you journal. So I agree. And I, I found when I'm having the foundation, really, that's kind of the foundation. Yeah. Mm. And I found with journaling that when I'm really spinning on something, right. And it just keeps turning in my mind, just getting it out on paper often helps stop that, that mental churning that just doesn't want to go away because it forces you, you're focused, you're writing. It forces you to think about what you're writing and it, it gives yourself a break while you're writing it. But then it also, it's like, okay, it's out there. I don't have to keep spinning on it. And um, yeah. I find relief in that. Yeah. And I think many people, many yeah. people, can and, and, and will and yeah. again it's not something that's dished out from the gp or the doctor but no of course not really good results yeah well and so really and i love the, these foundational um these these foundational principles that you that you gave us and starting with food because we mm. all eat we all have to eat right and even uh -huh. if you're starting with maybe looking at changing out one meal a day right and gradually working mm. up to it you know that that even that, whatever starts your process for you. Um, because, and another question I wanted to ask you, because I know even for myself, there's been times where I've tried to incorporate changes like this and I failed or I've done it. I felt like it was too much or whatever my excuse was. And then it can be difficult to get that confidence back to start trying again. Um, yeah. What advice would you offer to anyone listening who's maybe experienced that and how they can do things a little yeah, different. If, you, if you're finding it difficult, I, the first thing I would say is consider why you're finding it hard. Because yeah. what are the obstacles? What's what's actually stopping you? Is it time? Is it lack of resources? Is it that you're just so used to living your life in a certain way, and actually, you know, your mindset bringing in any change is difficult for you? Um, because change can evoke panic and fear and, right. you know, and resistance. Yeah. yeah. Resistance. Yeah. If you, for 20 years, you've been eating a certain way, you've, you know, been going into your, um, and, and, you know, and your fridge has been filled up with, uh, you know, easy to easy to pop in the oven or microwave meals. And then, and then now to think, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, people are saying, actually, I don't know how to cook. You know, yeah. that's something I see, I hear a lot now. And, um, so I think those limitations, once you once you've answered that question, yeah, those limitations will dissolve. They they will dissolve because you know you just get that 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 moment where you're like, oh yeah, okay, it's this is just a new this is just a new thing to learn. Yeah, this, this is cool. It's a um, new thing, and when you've addressed the limitation, then you know what it is, and you can make the adjustment, right? If it's time, um, then maybe you need to set some time on your calendar, or if it's um you know, I don't know how to cook. Well, getting a, a cookbook or even asking someone to, to teach you, right. There's, yeah. 
yeah. working online, right? So many videos, there's so many different ways, but the, the awareness I think is, is key there, what you mentioned. The awareness, yeah. I mean, all recipes are online now. You just yeah. Google. I mean, you know, if you look in your cupboard and you've got a little bit of pasta and a tuna tin and an onion, go online, right. you know, there's, there's a recipe for it. You know, right. it's, it's not brain surgery, you know. Right. It's, this is stuff that you can, this is easily do yourself. And also, I think it's also important to, you know, to 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 understand that you're accountable for your own health at yeah. the end of the day. Yes. You know, if you yes. choose to eat two kebabs a day and half a bottle of wine, that is going to have an impact on your health over time. Right. You might not see it straight away, but eventually it will. And um, so so good he- eating habits, are they're a companion for life. Yeah. Um, and uh, and also I think the other thing is, is it shouldn't feel like a chore. If you... If that's what it feels like, then then exactly as you as you said, Sloan, you know, you just drip, you know, drip, drip, drip. You yeah. know, try then and try at least one one meal first a week and then just work your way up. Yeah. Um, you know, the other really good thing to do is batch cooking. Yeah. You know, you can cook a couple yes. of different dishes and batch cook, and then you don't have to be thinking about that time and that preparation. Um, you know, every week. And that's fine because, you know, it's healthy food. You know where right. the ingredients have come from. And, you and know, yeah, you yourself. yeah, you create it. And I love what you just mentioned yeah. about about the control we have over our health, too. We have so mm-hmm. much more control than maybe we ever want to admit sometimes because it's easier to make excuses or tell ourselves why we can't do these things. But ultimately, especially as it relates to food, we have control over this. We can make choices, we can make decisions. And if you start there and then, and, you know, I asked the question about building confidence too. I think if you start there in one area, your confidence in being able to do this will increase and you'll see that ripple out into other areas, right? Because you're not going to want to, let's say, eat healthy food and then go, um, I don't know, never exercise or drink a bunch of alcohol or something. You know what I mean? There, there's going to be a, a... Yeah, it has, yeah, it has a ripple effect. It yeah. definitely has a ripple effect. And, yeah. um, you know, and that's not to say you, you know, you don't, you know, like to go out and, and let your hair down and, and, right. and have a glass of wine or Prosecco or whatever, you know, whatever it is, but it's just that you, you become more alert with your thoughts, you know, and, and actually what you're doing and your habits and, and, um, and uh, also you, I, you become more interested in ingredients. You know, yeah. I've seen so many of my own students and, and clients who, you know, after some time have then said, do you know, actually, I kind of like to grow some of my own herbs. Yeah. You know, what yeah. do you recommend? And so there's there's a connection that's made right. um, that at that point, then they realize this isn't difficult. Right. You know, I, can do I get this. some seeds and I put them, you know, and yeah. I plant them and, you know, and I, I wait for the joy. So. <laughs> right. That's, I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. My guest this week has been Sunita Passi, author of the book, The Doctor Won't See You Now. Sunita, this has been a great conversation. I mean, I could talk to you for hours because I love this topic and I love, um, just love your energy too. You're very upbeat, very happy, um, smiling through everybody. I just love it. Um, as we wrap up the show today, is there one thing you want to leave the listeners with maybe to know about you, your book or Ayurveda in general? Yeah, so, um, well, book, it's available on Amazon in the USA. So the doctor at see now, staying healthy while the medical system is rebooted. Do sign up for our newsletter because we put lots of free content on there. And that's the Tri-Dosha newsletter. So um, try middle-dosha.co.uk. 
Um, I also put lots of content on, on uh, my own Instagram and Facebook, Sunita Passy. Um, and what I'd like to do is invite your audience to a free educational webinar. So um, I'm actually holding um, a, a, a two-hour webinar on February, the, next Thursday, the 24th, called Recreating Health Habits. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send you the link and they can okay. all register for free. Yeah. And that will give them lots more information, a bit more of a deeper dive into the stuff that we've, we've talked about today. Awesome. And I'll link, put all the links in the show notes. So it'll be easy for the, for them to find. Right. Sunita, thank you again for joining us this week. It's been amazing to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the create what you speak podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast. Thank you for listening.